So, uh, Andrew. Hey, Jacob. I promised something a, f- a few episodes back. Oral sex. What? No, not that. Not yet. Not yet. Um, not not yet. Not yet. Uh, that's a that's a later. Um, that's episode forty-seven. Remember? All oh, right. Yeah. Uh, no, I promised something a few episodes back that uh, the the listeners that are avid sports enjoyers um, that that I would give them a way to listen to a sports themed episode. Yes. Are you prepared to talk about sports? I'm prepared to talk about cool, sports. Cool, because I'm not, but I know someone who is. Uh, so I'm going to, this is going to be a little freaky, just um, just like chill out. I, I'm going to do something. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to One Semester. I'm Andrew Mister. And I'm Owen Hewitt, I think. Uh, I'm trapped in Jacob's body. He performed the dark ritual. Known as Freaky Friday. Yes, that transforms me into him. Uh, So I guess I'm here hosting this episode now. Are you at all worried about Jacob running around in your body? Oh, so worried. (laughs) So concerned about what could be happening. You know, episode 16.5 should just be what... Jacob what slash Jacob's... Owen was up to in your body. Yes, what Jacob was up to in my body. Um, sports. Sports. What about him? I mean, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was actually in my uh, English class today. My professor was like, "I don't really understand sports." I went to like a football game once, and she's like, "They just like would get really angry and huddle around each other for a few moments, and then they would stop, and then they would do it again." And I was like, that's a pretty good distillation of it, it is. Once you abstract any sport enough, it becomes strange. But it's one of those things where if you didn't grow up embroiled in it, then you're never going to fully understand it. And I that's s- what I tell people who are, like, trying to get into sports. I have to be, like, to them, not that I'm discouraging them from getting into sports, but that I have to tell you, like... You're ne- you're you're never gonna get this on the level that some people get it just because it hasn't been ingrained in you since day one. It's literally religious. It, yeah, essentially is. And I actually wanted to ask you. I think this would be a fun thing to share with people. Um, you have a very specific sports affiliation that I would argue is very religious, and they just had a very good year recently, and you got to to go to the championship game. Ah, yes, the dogs. The dogs. The dogs. The the dogs for those of oh our feet yes um for the uninitiated that is the Georgia Bulldogs the uh, University of Georgia's football team uh, went to the national championship for the first time in well they played the national champions before they won it for the first time since 1980 I believe oh my gosh um and I was there in Indianapolis it was freezing cold uh, not inside but outside Mm -hmm. um wild experience and you you know like 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 andrew said it's kind of religious in a sense like there's it's 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 going to a a georgia game is is like going to mass or service or whatever you want to call it um just because it's so communal and it's so crazy it's also so personal sports because you'll be there and you'll be like why is this happening to me right why have why has the sports god cursed me 
And then you're not the one playing. Yeah, it's like, A, you're not playing. B, you could have picked any team. Right. Like, college football especially, there's like 130 teams. Right. Like, well, I'm I'm a dog because my dad's a dog. And I think that's the most relevant, either location. I have a, I have a problem mm-hmm. with people who don't pick teams based off of location or paternal mm-hmm. or maternal. Uh, parental. Parental lineage. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um like those to me are the only valid reasons to pick a sports so team. So what are so what are your sports teams? My sports teams are the Memphis Grizzlies, the Tennessee Titans. Uh those are the major two. Mm-hmm. I have the the Dogs obviously and then the Wildcats because I go to Villanova mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense. I don't really have an NHL team. Um I don't really have an M- MLB team just cuz I don't follow mm-hmm. those as closely. Um, and then my soccer team is the Chicago Fire. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I actually, you just mentioned the Memphis Grizzlies. I picked John Morant with my first pick in fantasy basketball. Smart, smart pick. I had like pick seven, or pick six or seven, and he was like slate at like seven or eight. And I was like, dude, perfect. Might as well. Yeah. Uh, Jaws, Jaws is going to be crazy this year. But what are your sports teams, Andrew? So my sports teams, I, so I grew up just outside D.C. into Maryland. So you've got. Uh, the now Washington Commanders um, that make me hate existence um, every day. As every good football <laughs> team should. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends uh, from college said to me, which is, this is ironic because he's a Patriots fan, but he's like, football fans never want to be happy. Oh, shut the fuck up. He's a Patriots that fan? That was my thing. I was like, you're a Patriots shut fan. Up. Shut up. Like, shut up. That's true for 31 teams. Come you on. are not one of them. Um uh, basketball is, uh, professional basketball is the Wizards, um, hockey, the Washington Capitals, um, baseball, Washington Nationals, and then before I came to Villanova, I was a University of Maryland fan, because that was my mom's alma mater. My dad went to Towson, but isn't a really big sports fan. The Tigers. The Tigers. Um, and so, Maryland football, Maryland basketball, Maryland lacrosse was big, um, being from Maryland, like a very big lacrosse center, and then now at Villanova, it's like Villanova basketball is my number one college team. But like, probably after that, I love Villanova bat- football, but they don't compete at the same level as Maryland football. Right. So I like will root for Maryland football they're, on they're, Saturdays. They're two different. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I justified it to myself of as continuing to root for the dogs as I was going into college because, like. I they they're two different sports mm-hmm. basically. Um, oh my gosh, they're two different sports. You watch SEC football and you just think, yeah, like, it's this it's is a completely different level than FCS football. Um, so yeah. Um, what is for you to to bring up trauma? The most heartbreaking sports moments that you have had as a as a Tennessee slash Georgia fan. Yeah, and I actually well don't say Tennessee fan. Well, sorry, not a Tennessee professional sports. Yes, it's very complicated. Georgia. I also want to give a special shout out to the Memphis Tigers uh, holding it down for the nine hundred one. Yes. Received one vote in the AP poll this morning. Let's fucking go. Um, I actually I have a Twitter thread. Of the most <laughs> painful sports experiences. Plug your Twitter because you have a great Twitter. At OU Nothing. Um, it's really entertaining. It makes me. my fa- One of my favorite things not sports that you do is the dining hall on campus. Yes. That, like, the playlist in there is. Bananas bonkers. Rancid. Yeah. Like, 
no continuity between genres. No. It's not the like we'll start in rock and slowly get to like pop pop by like working you through genres. It'll be like Avicii EDM followed by Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> yeah, it, it truly is wild. Um, but yeah, my so my most painful sports experiences, the one that comes to mind quickly, there are a few. Um, when it comes to the, most of them involve the dogs because the dogs have been heartbreakers for the past, yeah. you know, how, 10, is 10 it, years other than this year. The Tua touchdown. It's the Tua touchdown, yeah. but that was when I was, well, I wasn't more mature, I guess, but I was more, that was one of the sports moments because there were sports moments when I was a kid. Um, I think particularly of Stafford through to, Oh, I don't remember the receiver's name, but Stafford in 2008, I think, in the SEC mm-hmm. championship, uh, threw the ball short of the uh, touch, short of the end zone against Alabama, um, and time ran out, mm-hmm. and that was incredibly painful. But that was when I was like, I was I was seven. Yeah, I mean, it's... and so I was screaming and like crying because, of course, I was screaming and crying. The two a touchdown, <laughs> I was a much more rational human being (laughs) and i understood sort of that god didn't exist anymore (laughs) yes exactly there is no god he does not care about your sports teams um and yet i am still screaming crying throwing up um (laughs) over the chua touchdown the other one i think of is uh probably there are a number see the the ones that for the Grizzlies, they're all woulda, coulda, shouldas. Mm-hmm. They're not so much painful. There is the Kevin Durant shot as he's falling out of bounds and gets fouled for a four-point play in, I want to say, the 2015 playoffs um, that basically killed us against the Thunder. Right, 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 Because um, right. the Grizzlies have only ever made one Western Conference Finals in history. Um, and so we haven't been very close. We haven't played in many meaningful games. Um, and I say we, you know. That's how I'm going to refer to it. Um, but they're all like, what if Zebo wasn't suspended for Zach Randolph? What if Zach Randolph wasn't suspended for Game 7 against the Clippers? Like, what if Mike Conley hadn't got his face broken in by, uh, I think, also the Clippers? Maybe the Thunder. I'm not sure. Um, so they're all they're all sort of woulda, coulda, shittas, and there's much more bright like notes in there because the future's bright as mm-hmm. where with my other sports teams, the future is less bright, uh, specifically the Titans. The most painful memory I can remember from the Titans is definitely losing the AFC championship in 20. That was 20. It was 2020 the year. I think the season was 20. I remember being in the dining hall on campus, like with that game going. I was there. I was in Kansas city. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, I got called a considerable amount of gay slurs. <laughs> I was going to say slurs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I just remember, I remember being up and being so excited because the Titans were, I think, leading at halftime, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and then we had, we there was that play where nobody could tackle Patrick Mahomes and he ran into the end zone. And I just remember kind of sitting there and going, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> oh, this is we, over, we can't come back from that. Like, um, and I specifically, I to this day remember, uh, 
one of the greatest sports mistakes I've ever made, and I'm glad me and my dad are still alive um, and made it out of Kansas City alive. But um, that was the game where Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass. Uh, and it was to, I believe, David Questenberry, who's a tight end, or not a tight end, a left tackle. And so when they, when that touchdown pass was scored, I think we were up 10 or 14 after the touchdown. I get up and I'm, I'm screaming, he's a he's an offensive lineman. Y'all just let an offensive lineman score on y'all. Um, and, and that did not age well by the end of the game. Yeah, no, 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 um, no. So those those are the ones that come to mind for me immediately. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Do you have a, Do you have any? I'm going through it, and then after this, I want to play a, a little game with you um, that I just came up with as we're talking about this. Because um, it, it's tough for like specific moments. Because Washington, like Washington sports, are all or nothing. Right. Like it. Like I've had some great runs that have resulted in championships. I've had two that have re- resulted in championships. The, outside of that, they've been terrible. The Nationals, the Nationals in 2018, 19, and the Caps in 2018, which I, I guess brief detour for answer this, because I do want to like talk about those briefly, like from my perspective, like growing up in DC, like our sports franchises are, we're all just like cursed. And it wasn't like any of like the big ones that's like, it's been a hundred years since we've been to the playoffs. Right. It's always just like, we found the most insane ways to just blow games. Right. Where it was just like painful. And the fact that it wasn't just like a team, it was all the teams in conjunction with each other. Um, And so in 2018, as the caps are like, they they get the Washington Capitals are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second round, and the Penguins have had our numbers for years. First of all, so I would just fuck the Penguins. Yes, let's get that out on the and table. Like just painful moments as a fan. Any Pittsburgh series until that point, yeah, because it would always be like a game six overtime goal. That's that how I feel about be... the Thunder, the Warriors, and the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, and, and so like to defeat them finally was like we cannot lose. Right, and so then we beat the Lightning. Um, and that summer was the end of my high school year. So I was out on beach week with my uh, high school friends at the time. It wasn't the most fun thing. It was a decent time. Um, and the caps lose game one, but they win games two, three, and four. And when they win game four, cause my parent, my dad was also at this beach trip, like chaperoning us. Um, so we burned down the house cause it was like one of our friends house. My dad was planning on leaving early, and I said to him, I was like, Dad, I got to go back to D.C. Like, I have to be in D.C. if the Caps win Game 5. And I was. I went back, I went into D.C., and we won Game 5. That was really cool. And then the Nationals the next year have, like, a really cute story where one of our designated hitters, um, he, they, he asked his, like, four-year-old daughter what his walkout song should be. And she, being four in 2019, wanted it to be Baby Shark. And so whenever he would walk out to the plate, they would play Baby Shark. And for whatever reason, like, everyone absolutely loved it. For, like, the players, it became, like, their song. They had, like, a little Baby Shark, like, clipped to the, like, fence of the dugout. And, like, the Baby Shark hand motion, with just, like, your pointer finger and thumb, would mean, like, a single. Like, Mommy Shark would be a double, Grandma Shark would be a triple, and Daddy Shark would be a home run. And so, like, in the playoffs, whenever they'd have, like, a monster double or something, the entire bench would just be doing, like, Mommy Shark out to their player. And, like, it was a big deal that, like, the Nats were in the World Series. 
um, which is funny that we lost all three games at home. Yeah. All four of our wins. I remember that. I remember it, like Houston. seeing those stats and being like, they didn't win. It's the first team to ever like win mm-hmm. the series which while is, not winning a game at which home. Which is also crazy because that was during the Houston Astros cheating scandal. Right. So, like, should have. Those are the tougher games. Happened. Yeah. That should have not happened. Yeah. What, who was the DH? Was it, uh, I, cause I remember the story. Guerrero Para, I think. Okay. Or, yeah, pa- it was Para. Sorry, Guerrero Para, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just want a 30 for 30 on that team. Cause there's so many interesting things. The fact that they were like 29 and 31. Yeah. At one point. And that Soto point. comes up as a, what, a 19 year old yeah. and leads the no, team to a World was, Series? I believe he was 20 because. When they won the the CS, the conference championship, he couldn't drink alcohol. Right. But when they won the World Series, he could. Okay. And it was like, he was like, his first legal alcohol would be some World Series champagne. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, to have that star come up was awesome. And then to watch that team over the next three years blow it up. Completely implode. Just like realize that they couldn't keep anyone around and just blow it up. There's this Sports Nation or SB Nation series they do called Collapse about teams that like fall apart after they had a window. And like every time something happens, I'm like, this is another two minutes of that video. Yes. Yeah. Um, But like painful moments for me. um, The first one that I have a distinct memory of was in 2012. It was the first Washington football team playoff game that I remember we had RG3, this like yeah. star rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and he just explodes his ACL. Yeah. He like tears it a little bit, and he should have been benched. We should have put in Kirk Cousins to just finish the game so we would have won a playoff game. Uh, we didn't do that. We send RG3 back out there because he's like, I'm, I'm fine, and he just blows the rest of his knee. Yeah, and his I forgot. Career was never the same. I forgot that that was in the playoffs. Who was it? The was it the? It was the Seahawks. The Seahawks. Yeah. Um. So there's that one for sure. Wizards just haven't been a playoff team. Nats have just had some cruel finishes to playoff series for years. Mm -hmm. We couldn't win a playoff series for our life. And then, like I was saying, hockey was just watching the Penguins beat us. So it's, like, tough to attribute an ultimate, like, collapse moment. It just was always, like, if we'd get there, we'd, like, get up, like, 2-0 in the series and lose 4-2. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the game I wanted to play with you was um, which of the, rank these five things, and it, or six things, but it might be better to do five. We can combine two. Uh, in order of least painful to most po- painful ways to lose a game. Okay. So these are different sports. Okay. So we have a penalty kick goal. So the other two So am I ranking, am I ranking them before rank, I hear the other ones? No, you're going to hear all of them. Okay. Um. The next one I have, and we can combine these next two, is last second field goal and last second touchdown. Do you want to do those? No, those are two different things. Okay. Uh, walk-off home run, overtime hockey goal, basketball buzzer beater. Okay. I am going to say, should I start from the bottom? However you want to do it. Okay, number six would be... Probably a walk-off field goal. Okay. Um, I think that's because, like, for 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 a field goal, mm-hmm. like it means you did the best you could, and they still got into range. Right. 
a touchdown is a very different beast because well, the touchdown means you fucked up. <laughs> like, cause I remember I, I'll throw it back. Um, specifically on a hail Mary is what I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- 2016 Georgia, Tennessee. Um, we lost on the, uh, there was a hail Mary into the end zone that got caught. Um, and we lost, uh, well, there's the Auburn, there's the, there's the, Jordan the, O'Hare. the, the prayer at Jordan Hare. Um, is also bad, but that's, yeah, wow. We had, I think those were the same seasons or one season apart. Mm-hmm. Bad stuff. Um, <laughs> He's going to a dark place right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had, we had another, we had another epic loss. No, what I'm thinking of is that was the same year as the kick six. Oh, uh, yeah. Prayer Jordan Air is the same year as kick, kick six. six. Um, but okay, back to back to the topic at hand. I'm ranking field walk off field goal at six. See, it intrigues me. I thought that'd be higher because to me, there's like the inevitability of it that you just like have to sit there and watch that See, get trotted out and be like, God, I hope they miss. I think that's actually. I think that actually cushions it for me. Is that you have time to come to terms. <laughs> you could go through the five stages. Yes, of <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and then okay, uh, then I would rank a penalty kick goal at five like are, are we talking in penalties it's in penalties in penalties like if they miss this you go to another right. round but if they right. hit this that's it i would say f- that's five i think more heartbreaking in the soccer realm is an an 89th and 90th a stoppage time goal uh-huh um that's that's killer that's a backbreaker um so i have six and five four i'm gonna say What do I have left? I have walk off, walk off, home run, home run, overtime hockey goal, basketball buzzer beater, last second touchdown. Jeez, um, I'm gonna go at four with. I'm gonna go walk off home run. Okay. I'm gonna go walk off home run. And where? Why do you put that lower than the rest? Because I think at the end of the day, it's, it's, you can't, it can't, it's not a systematic failure. Right. It's one pitch. Mm-hmm. You fucked up one pitch. Um, yeah. And I think that there are some parts of that that makes it hurt more and some parts of it that make it hurt less. Um, but I think, I think that is, mm-hmm. is how that gets ranked. Three, I'm going to go overtime hockey goal. Okay. Um, and that's, that's interesting because. That is simply because I don't watch hockey as frequently. And see, to me, because I think the team I root for and watch the most is the Caps. And so it's like I've watched so many playoffs of ours end in overtime on a goal against us and just be like, because hockey is so chaotic and there's just like suddenly chaos and then season's over. And you're just like, what? I I remember, I want to say in the year, there was one year I was really into hockey and it's because the Predators were good. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was 2016. 2016. It was the first of the two Penguins. Yes. Um, and they took the Penguins to either a game six or a game seven. Mm. And I want to say a couple of those games went into overtime. Um, I don't remember if game seven did. Mm. That was also, this is just a crazy thing. You guys threw catfish on the ice. Yeah, it's our <laughs> it's thing. It's crazy. It's our thing, yeah. Um, I, I say R, like I'm claiming the Predators. I don't really... Yeah, um, we'll, we'll review up top where you said you did not claim a hockey team. Yes, um, but you know how how uh, how 
Is it Detroit? Detroit throws octopus onto the ice. Yeah. So Nashville throws catfish. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to back to the topic at hand. Um, three. I said three overtime hockey goal. So you got last second touchdown basketball buzzer beaters. Your other two. Um. I'm gonna go last second touchdown at one buzzer beater at two. Okay. Let's no, 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 no. Other way around. Other way around. Basketball buzzer beater. Basketball buzzer beater at one, and uh, last second, last second touchdown at at two. The other important factor is for the touchdown, and I realize that this is a statistical thing, so we can't provide full context. But um, it, is it a touchdown? Did you need a touchdown to win the game? That's because like if you're if you're up two and they score a touchdown, it's a little less like skull crushing than when you're up six and they score a touchdown. But right. um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm feel good with those rankings. I feel good with those rankings. Okay, well, so now we're gonna play the game a different way. We're gonna play best ways to win. Best a game. ways to win a game. <laughs> go Sweet. the other way. The ways that you just like it happens and you like you're ripping your shirt off and you're yes. running around. You um, are a deranged lunatic. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, Jacob's really missing out. He is. This is a fun one. Um, I'm going to go with last second field goal is still at six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... Okay. I think I've got it. Soccer penalty kick at... Five, so same so far, right? Right, same so far. Same so far. Because that's kind of what I'm interested in. Here's where I'm going to switch it up. Um, I'm going to go walk-off touchdown at four. Okay. I'm going to go with... Well, why, why is that dropping so much? So that drops so much because it's fun, but, like, I don't think it has the same sort of concentrated dopamine that the other has. Okay. Where, like... And maybe it's because the walk-off touchdowns are really rare. Right. Because, um, like, I think we talked about, like, the kick six or the... Kick six. The, the, the Titans fate and famously have one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, Mir- the Music City mm-hmm. Miracle. Um, which, like, I wasn't alive for, but still crazy. The Miami Miracle. I mean, we could sit here all day. And yeah. Then, like... There were... There were, there have been a few. Um... But they they all get names. That's yeah. how that's how crazy they are. Um, so I I just think it's I think it's less than the others. Okay. And so at three I'm gonna go overtime winning overtime hockey winning goal because overtime hockey there's a there's a John Boyce tweet <laughs> that is like why snort cocaine and jump out of a helicopter when you could simply watch playoff overtime. Hockey. I agree. Playoff overtime hockey it is, is terrible for an illegal health. substance. It takes It is years. crazy. Overtime hockey is insane, especially in the playoffs. It, especially when like there was that game a few years ago that went to like six OTs. Yes. Yeah. And, like literally they played two additional games of hockey and had like a game tomorrow. So that's why that ranks a little bit lower for me is because you have the endorphin rush, but you also have the like relief fear of God. Yes, the fear of God. Like, because in all these other examples, you can kind of talk yourself into like, 
we're about to do the thing and they can't stop it. Whereas in hockey, hockey you make a nobody little, knows. You make a little mistake <laughs> and suddenly they're going down the ice and the other way and you've got them. Yes, 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 no, no, no. Yeah. I feel like I feel like in hockey there's like you have to double check yourself to be like, oh my god, did we actually do that? Yeah. Um, that's also true. They that immediately gets like the replay of like, did this really go in? Right. Well, you have to kind of wait a second. Right. Um, two, I'm going walk-off home run because there is nothing sweeter than hearing the sound of the bat and then seeing the ball get crushed into oblivion. And, like, when you're watching it and, like, at a home stadium where it happens, the way everyone just stands yes. up, hands in the air. I I do not claim a baseball team, but I love baseball to death. Um and so I get the benefit of every time a team walks off another team, I'm like, yeah, this <laughs> rules. I never have to be like, oh, man, this sucks. So yeah. baseball walk-offs are great. Especially because that's one where you get a little bit of personality. You can get, like, the bat flip. Right. And, like, you can really see the player go and all the team circles around the plate. And that's why my number one is a be- or a, a buzzer beater. Because there is nothing better in sports than a buzzer beater. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better. This it, could be our Villanova bias speaking. There, as well. This totally could be Villanova bias, but the Grizzlies have done it a couple times that I can remember. Never in an, like an, an important game, but just the immediate lunacy of like ball goes in, benches rushing out, mm-hmm. everybody in the crowd just going fucking nuts. Well, I've showed you my favorite picture. It's kind of hard to find on Google, so I'll try to explain it best I can. It's from the 2016 National Championship, and it is of Christian Jenkins, but Jenkins is in, like, in the bottom right corner. Never referred to him. Never. Christian, wow. Christian, Christian Jenkins. Jenkins. Christian Jenkinson is playing. So he's got his hands up, but he's, like, this little figure in the bottom right-hand corner. And you can see the UNC players kind of head down, the Villanova players on the court, like, turning and looking at him like yo and then you can see the start of the villanova bench like you're talking about like mid pose like leaning forward to get to run on onto the, the floor court. and then behind him is just the vastness of the of um it wasn't san antonio it was san antonio was that, oh, right because houston was 2018 yeah yeah so the san antonio stadium the alamo and Dome. just everyone like hands up and it's just like you can't even see a single person, but you can just see just the vast crowd taking it all in. And to me, it's that kind of endorphin rush of just like you realize how impactful that is. Yeah, yeah. And then you have like moments like Jalen Suggs jumping on the scorer's table. Yes. Oh my. That just shot. watching people getting like that tackled. Shot. I I I I rank things on how goosebumps they give me when I remember them happening. That Jalen Shug shot is up there. So because I, I remember it happening, I remember it happening, and I was in my my living room, and I like screamed and ran around. Meanwhile, I have no affiliation with Gonzaga at all, um, and I was like jumping up and down, like going bonkers, crazy. So I was alone in my apartment when that happened, and I was going crazy and i was like i must look like a lunatic because there's no <laughs> one here like my voice is echoing off the like yeah. walls and we had that year we had taken the wall like that our tv was on and we had put all the logos of all the teams up there and we're like doing a giant bracket, bracket? and yeah. like the teams that we root for we would be the ones to like put them up 
and like got to enjoy that. And so to just have all of that bracket behind it and then to watch like a Final Four game get hit on a buzzer beater. So that's interesting to me because looking at your rankings, the best way to win and worst way to lose is a basketball buzzer. Absolutely. There's nothing more exhilarating. There is nothing more soul crushing than a buzzer beater. The like, f- like two seconds where you have to watch the ball go. Yeah. Up and like do the math time like, stands still look. for a minute. And then there's the shots that bounce off, like yeah. uh, do, if you remember Gordon Hayward in 2010 oh, yeah. against Duke. Mm-hmm. That's a brutal See, shot. And I'm also a Duke hater. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Sports, am I right? Okay. I'm getting the signal from Jacob. I can feel him in my body, which I hate saying out loud. <laughs> but I think I think he wants to come back. Yeah. Well, so, that might mean he really messed up in your body. Yeah, that might. I'm sorry you're going to have to end up... <sighs> Where do you think you're about to reappear? Probably, if I had to guess, in the bottom of the shukle. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go deal with that. Enjoy radiation and, yes. and maybe drowning. Yes, um, but I have to perform the dark ritual, so excuse me for a moment. Right. Are, are you performing it or are you constipated? <laughs> you back? Do you have fun? Yeah, actually, we're changing the podcast forever. Oh, are you? Good luck luck to Owen. Um, I left him in some interesting places. Uh, You want to reveal that? Yeah. No, he he can just... Yeah, we don't have to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. See you later. Next episode. Bye. Bye. Getting sucked away.